Welcome to Her Take, a podcast by three friends sharing their take on just about anything. I'm Jackie. I'm Jen. And I'm Kira. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Her Take. This is Jackie here, hoping you all had a wonderful week. We're so happy to be back. Episode 47, we're getting closer and closer to 50. I'm not sure what we'll do for episode 50. Maybe a party, just the three of us, separate in our rooms because we can't, we're not allowed (laughs) to touch each other. Um, But it's great to be back for another episode. Um, as always, uh, we like to start things off with our check-in and see how we're doing. So I'm going to turn it over to Kira to tell us how her week has been going. Hello. Yes. How is everyone doing? I'm honestly like really tired because I just have not been able to sleep this week. My stress has been I had a bit of a, like, a stress meltdown last week, and just ever since then, haven't been able to really sleep. So, as has everyone in the world, everyone's, you know, high anxiety right now with all the uncertainty. Um, So, I might have to turn to the melatonin drugs or something tonight, because I woke up today just really with a headache and very tired. So, a little low energy, but other than that... I mean, like, I'm fine. I'm just getting annoyed with that I'm getting antsy and ready to move on, but know that it will be like this for the rest of the year and getting annoyed that other people are not. um, I would like everybody to be equally stressed and concerned about this, uh, not just me. So um, just getting tired of people's behavior. But other than that, not much going on. Pretty chill. Same old, same old. That has been my week. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It's definitely been a stressful and it's been a stressful and tiring couple of months. And I think as you're getting back into or you're settling into a new routine and you're sort of having to deal with your um, kind of more unusual work hours because you're on California time. I think that that's definitely I think I would be stressed if I were you. So I definitely think that. It's not, you know, I think that you're definitely justified in feeling stressed, but hopefully things will be getting better. Um, You know, fortunately, things in New York are looking okay compared to the rest of the country. And we're very fortunate. It's kind of crazy how at the start of all of this, New York was was the epicenter and everyone was like, oh, my God, like you can't go to New York, like, you know what I mean? And I just think it's, it's like really remarkable how things have turned around, um, for the better. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just seen a lot of people like out and about doing more than I'm personally comfortable with around us in our town though. So Uh, yeah, I agree. Guys, it's gonna go back up again, even in New York, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think what scares me is because, like Jackie said, the cases in New York 
are really just so much lower than where we were uh, even like a month ago. And it's remarkable like how far we've come. But I think what worries me is that these other states are not doing well, not really taking the precautions either to shut things down. Like Florida is horrible right now and Disney World just opened. That's wild to me. I can't believe that. Yeah. Whereas like when things were really bad in New York, Cuomo shut it down and things were shut down pretty much till the end of May. Um, And now things are starting to pick back up again. Um, But what worries me is even though we have this 14-day quarantine um, mandate in place for people coming from these states that have high numbers of coronavirus cases, I'm not confident that people are actually quarantining for 14 days. Um, So I'm a little scared that it's inevitable that New York will have a second wave. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for us, it would be a second wave. Um, But for the rest of the country, I'm disappointed. So... I'm fingers crossed that that that's not the case, but I feel I think we just all want things to go back to normal, but we have to continue being uh, very cautious. Right. And there's really no normal until there's a vaccine. So I think that's what Mm -hmm. people are like misinterpreting. Um, So, yeah, but. I mean, I'm like, I get it. Like, I'm tired of this. I would like to go on a vacation. I'm, like, missing my friends. Um, but that's just the state of the world for this year, at least. Like, it's going to be like this for the rest of the year. Um, so, that's it. That's the situation. Maybe next week I'll sleep more. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Jen, how has your uh, week been going? Similar to Kira, pretty uneventful week for me. I also have had trouble sleeping this week. It's not due to any anxieties that I'm feeling, more so that I've just started napping after I watched Jeopardy with my my dad. (laughs) And then I'll wake up, and then at that point, um, I stay up till 1 o'clock. So it's just become a really bad cycle that I got into this week. Um, so I need to break that at some point because I'm feeling a little tired as well. But yeah, for this week, for me, I feel like it was dragging a little bit more so than usual. I think it's because I didn't have as much going on at work and I'm having a three day weekend. My mom and I are going to the beach on Monday because we're hoping that nobody will really be at the beach on Monday. Um, so we're just going just the two of us, which will be nice. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. The one other thing I wanted to mention was they told us finally that I can go into my office to get mm-hmm. my stuff since New York is now in phase four or it will be in phase four on Monday. So I can finally go get my stuff, which is kind of crazy and kind of sad because I didn't know my last day in the office would be my last right. day there yeah. ever. Yeah, but I'm excited to get my stuff back. It is a little crazy. It was like a mad dash to sign up, but I managed to sign up when nobody else is going to be on my floor, which is really nice. Like there Mm. are people on my team who sit next to each other who are signing up for the same time slot. And I'm like, okay, why would you do that? But whatever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm bringing everything home with me because even though I can ship it to my new office, I just don't trust that it's going to get there and I'm going to be able to find it. And I want my monitor and stuff at home. So I'm excited about it, but a little sad as well. Are you going to drive in? Yeah, I'm making my brother drive me in. 
Yeah. So should be pretty quick, right? It should. Um, it should be pretty quick getting there. I don't know how long it will actually take me to go get my stuff. I do have to do like a temperature check and everything mm-hmm. when I mm. go in. And it's only one person in the elevator at a time. And mm. there's 10 floors. So each floor, they are having a max of three people on the floor at a time. Um, so when I'm going, nobody else is going to be on my floor. But I haven't looked at the time other, slots for the yeah. other floors. So I'm not entirely sure how many people will be there when I'm there. Yeah. Um, so it might take me a while to like actually get up to my floor. Got and it. then I have to like package all my stuff up. Uh, and like bubble wrap and whatnot because I'm afraid it's going to get like you know ruined in transit but yeah I'm taking everything home and my brother's going to drive drive me down so yeah there's just no way I was going to take the the train or the subway like my manager was asking me if I was going to take the train I was like absolutely not I'm not taking the train when are you going I'm going Tuesday uh so today when the podcast comes out (laughs) Tuesday at four Okay. Right now. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. That's, the other thing that's tough is um, the building's only open from 8 to 6, so you have to go during work hours, and they have a couple hours on Saturday. But I was like, I'm using this as an excuse not to work. Like, yeah. I think that's excellent. Tuesday yeah. Afternoon. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm doing. But there are a couple people that are having issues because they're not in New York, so they'll have to get Ooh. their stuff, like, shipped to them by somebody else. Um, they're mm. having the building open till the end of August, but, you know, some people, like, aren't coming back till then. Um, some people are in states with the high number of coronavirus cases. Um, so even when they do come back, they'll have to quarantine for 14 days before they even come to the office. Um, so, yeah, it's a little messy, but for me, I'm excited to, like, get my stuff back. I am worried about um, my plants that I have on my desk. We'll see. I'll let you guys know yeah, how goes. That is, it'll probably be uneventful, but I mean, hey, it's something. Just it standing like outside a, is like, yeah, sounds like a big yeah. event. Yeah, it is a big to do for sure. For sure. I mean, that's something that like I have been talking about this week, like with my boss and like my other coworkers, like as to like when we'll actually like go back in because like our company is small, so. It's it's not like like the company that Jen works for. Like I assume that you got like a company wide. There was like a decision from like up above, like the powers yeah. that be. Um, but for us, it's more just like we have to like discuss and decide and like figure kind of it out. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, my boss is like they're like going to Utah. They're like peace, like like peace mm-hmm. in the streets. Bye, <laughs> we're leaving. Um, so they're not even going to be here. So I don't know, like, I probably, I might not go back into the office actually until next year. And then if I do start yeah. going back in, it it might be like one day a week and I'll probably mm-hmm. drive because there's no way I'm going to take the Metro North until I have a vaccine, until I know, you know, I can trust that most people have gotten the vaccine. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. I think a lot of companies are not forcing their employees mm-hmm. to come back well i shouldn't say that a lot of companies that have been wor- working remotely and like can work remotely uh, have not been forcing their employees to come back until you know things have progressed and people would actually feel comfortable taking public transport at least that's how my company is approaching mm-hmm. it um so there's no shot i think that we go back at all this year 
Um, and the only reason that I'm able to get my stuff out of the office is because our lease for our building is up at the beginning of September. So we have to clear out our stuff. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't let us do that. Um, yeah. But like, we have to do it. So yeah, Um haven't gotten word on when I'm actually going back into the office, but there's also logistical challenges because we'll be moving into a new office um, where there are already people from my company working there. So I don't know where they're going to fit us in. And obviously you can't just like shove people in an office, especially in this day and age. So, right. Yeah. I'll keep you guys updated if I hear anything about that, but uh, yeah, I'll let you guys know how my picking up things from New York experiences. I'm sure it will be uneventful. But I mean, I, I'm so curious to see like what Manhattan is like. Like, is it still yeah. like super quiet? Like, I don't think so, but I wonder like how the traffic is. Um, yeah, yeah. I went to um, when I went down for Fourth of July to my friend's house in Jersey. I picked up my other friend who lives in the city, um, and she kind of lives. She claims it's not Midtown. It's Midtown, in my opinion. She lives right by <laughs> Macy's. Um, oh yeah, like Harold Square. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a, there wasn't that many people down. That's there. Midtown. Yeah, yeah it's Midtown. <laughs> um, but there weren't that many people there. So, I don't know. But I'm yeah. definitely more downtown where my office is. I'm right by Union Square, so yeah. I don't know how it'll, how it'll be down there. I'll let you guys know. Yeah, curious. It's exciting stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> anyway, Jackie, how has your week been going? Yeah, I mean, pretty much sort of like what I was saying, we've been having just lots of discussions about what we're going to be doing this year. And it looks like we're all sort of going to be stuck at home and like not much is going to be changing for us from how things are operating now, but that is fine. Um, I was going to mention this last week and I totally forgot, obviously, but unfortunately, my the marathon that I was going to sign up for was canceled not that surprising, but I was, I had faith a couple of months slash weeks ago that maybe it was still going to go forward, but now it got canceled. Um, I'm sure the half marathon that I signed up for too, that got rescheduled, is going to have to get canceled because I just don't see logistically how that can happen. Cause that has like 600 people. Oh my God. Imagine 600 people in a space, even if it's outside, I can't even imagine that. Um, Yes, like all of that's been happening. So, yeah, I guess now I just have a lot of time to train, but I'm worried that I won't have the that I won't have the motivation to stick with it. I don't know. Once once it starts to get cold, I am really, really, really craving though cold weather because it's like 90. It's gonna be 95 degrees today in New York, and that's just too hot, and I'm not here for it. (laughs) Um, And so, um, I'm really. I really it's your weekly weather. Change. Yeah, <laughs> this is all. This is all I can think of. But I really just want it to be the fall. Although we can't do any of like the fall things this year. Like we can't. I mean, is it such a shame that I can't like go to like a a barren field and like pick apples? I don't know. Like whatever. That might be okay. Socially distanced. Perhaps I don't know. Perhaps. I went. I went apple picking last year, and it was like crazy. It was like so busy, so full. Yeah. If they um, do it, they'll have to like cap it at yeah. 50%. Although, yeah. unsure how they're really keeping track of that. I have yeah. a friend that went to Six Flags, which is ridiculous in itself. It's and open? Yeah. I'm, I don't wow. Know, yeah. 
Well, so is Disney World, so... That, yeah. Okay, can wait, can we just talk about Disney World again? <laughs> because I am truly flabbergasted, astonished that it's open. Like, what? Well... You'd think that Disney, though, would want to be like, we're a corporation that cares about our park I don't think Disney visitor. is woke. It's not, but, like, the, like my point is, is that, like, they... It's like, Disney's not struggling. They're not like, oh, we gotta open because... We're going to run out of money. I was going to say, maybe they are struggling. I don't think so, because opening. I just gave them $70 for Disney+. Plus. Like, <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah. But if you think about all the money that they usually get from their parks, they probably are taking a financial... I'm not justifying them being open, but... Right. No, no, yeah. I'm saying they are probably taking a financial hit, and that's why they wanted to open. And also, to backtrack, being woke and, like, taking precautions should not, like necessarily have to go hand in hand like Mm -hmm. everybody should be taking precautions but whatever um anyway what i was saying about disney is they probably are taking a financial hit even if even though they have other um streams of income so that's probably why they wanted to open and try to do it as safe as possible but i think if you're going no offense to your friend jen but like that's crazy oh yeah no no we can we can crazy and very I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what it does? It's not only that you're going to these parks. A majority of the people that are going to Six Flags or going to Disney World, I assume, don't live in that area. So no. then you have people traveling to get to these yeah. places. That where is Six Flags? Is it in Jersey? I'm I'm not sure. Also, yeah, like, can you wear a yeah, mask? The one on, by us is Jersey. Can you wear a mask on a ride? I feel like that's you have to. But how do you breathe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not a good idea, in my opinion. But yeah, she she went to it's Six just, Flags yeah. and it was supposed to be 25% capacity and she said it was crowded. Like, that's like, my thing. Wait, it's what? like people have to travel to get to these parks. And if they're going from a state, like, you're go- especially for Florida, like, that is a state where the cases right. are skyrocketing. So it's like, n- not only are you going to this extremely public place, which, like, has, like, high-touch surfaces, like, no matter how much they claim that they're going to disinfect, yeah. like, you put your hand, like, on the thing and the rot, like, whatever, right? There's all these yeah. things. It just... It's all of those other factors that go into you getting from, like, your home to the park and all of those things in between. It just seems crazy to me. I don't understand. Back to the financial hit aspect of it. Disney World is Disney's biggest source of income. So I think that definitely has something to do with it. I think the issue is they had these plans to reopen (laughs) and then cases started skyrocketing and they did it like backtrack they're like we um, don't care it's unfair to the workers oh 100 because yeah. those people have to go to work to make you're money. telling me that cinderella is wearing a mask is that what, what the situation can't is breathe in that thing with the mask there's no way or well not cinderella but like if you're mickey mouse like how do you breathe in that thing <gasps> yeah with the mask? well maybe they don't need to wear a mask because the head thing is enough maybe <laughs> um yeah, who knows? I I'm disappointed in Florida, but I've also gone years without going to an amusement park. Yeah. So like I know it's doable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not sad. The last time I think I went to an amusement park was when we went to Hershey Park, Kira, for the One mm. Direction concert, and I don't regret ever not going to an amusement park at all since then. 
It's been years. That was a bad experience, but that's another story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even... Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, what a weekend. Um, I think the last time I went to an amusement park was Six Flags in high school for the physics trip. Oh, Our physics class would go to Six Flags. I think that was the last time I went. I did not. I back then, Kira. That was fun. I did. Yeah. yeah. Did I at, at Six Flags? Maybe. I, I know at Hershey Park, I had the, like, I had, no, wait, not Hershey Park. Just kidding. It was a different One Direction concert where I had purple yeah. hair. Yeah. Anyway, I used to be really cool and have purple <laughs> hair, so. Yeah. I The last time I went to an amusement park, it's a little different because Dorney Park was so close to where I went to college, so we would go once a year during Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um. Which was fun. However, during Halloween time, they have all these people in like masks with chainsaws walking around the park. I don't like that. And they come up to you and scare you. And I really just don't enjoy it. Like, I'm there to go on the rides. Like, I don't want a guy with a chainsaw coming up to me. I don't. When I'm not paying attention. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) But it's super fun. I was just gonna say I don't under I don't get how people enjoy that 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 would that's too much that's too real. Yeah, um, it's, it's not something I enjoy. You could get yeah. like a little glow too stick. likely to happen. Yeah. yeah, you can get like a little glow stick that lets them know that they shouldn't bother you. But like that's a lot of effort too. So I would have ten that's glow sticks. Though. I'd be like, do not yeah. touch me. It's like for children, but like I it. was a twenty-one-year-old kid like, with going a glow to stick. Park. Yeah, good times though. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Sorry. that We kind of went off on a tangent, but I just, I haven't been able to discuss with any, or I have, not that I haven't been able to, but I just haven't discussed with anyone the insanity that is Disney reopening. Um, I just had yeah, to get that stupid. out of my system. Yeah, it's really stupid. Don't go. I feel like that's obvious. Like, don't go. Don't go to Florida. <laughs> if you have common sense. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, there's just like... I, who I don't even know. Like, what is this world that we're we're living in? Um, there's a lot going on. I mean, besides all the Disney stuff, I'm gonna do like a hard pivot into our topic of the week. I don't know how to transition into this smoothly. Um, well, I was gonna say, speaking of people with chainsaws, speaking of people with chainsaws, <laughs> oh man, that's morbid. Oh, I- we something that. I, I like I said again. Hard. It's not funny. Hard, I should have made a joke. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna hard pivot. We wanted to talk about some stuff that's going on in the news. We we sort of wanted to, not we sort of wanted to, we want to have a conversation on the death penalty and just some stuff that we've been seeing in the news. Um, I'm sure people have heard the U.S., and we're recording this on Saturday, and it seems like the government may be trying to um, get more executions through. So I don't know if there's going to be more in the coming days. I anticipate the way things are sort of going, but the U.S. has executed three people this week. And the first execution that took place this week was the first one in 17 years, um, which I think is kind of, I think we were talking about this before. We didn't realize that there hadn't been an execution in that long in the U.S. I think Jen mentioned that. Um, and that was also something that I hadn't realized. And I guess I just want to preface before we get into this that we're going to be having this conversation in the abstract. And I I think it's important that we acknowledge that we don't want to overlook the crimes that were committed by these people because the, the crimes that were committed, I'm not going to get into details, they're really heinous. And it seems like they're guilty, like they got them. These are the guys. Um, and I think that we're going to be having this conversation in the abstract, and I think we don't mean to overlook or, or to ignore 
the victims and people that have been affected by the people that committed these crimes. But as we have this conversation, we're going to be talking about it um, sort of separately. And we don't, I don't think I'm, we mean to sort of ignore or overlook the victims and people that have been affected by all of this. So I just wanted to preface that before we get into it, um, because real people have been affected and they deserve to be acknowledged. Um, but you know, for me, I don't, I think generally I am opposed to the death penalty. I don't know. I I don't know like exactly where you guys stand. I feel like even though these three men did really horrible things, I don't know that this government has the right to punish them in that way. I don't know like where you guys stand. I, to me, it's like kind of complicated because then people are like, oh, but like this person did this really awful thing. Do you think they deserve to live? You know, I don't know that like the world, I think the world would probably be better off without them. Like one of these guys is like a white supremacist that was like crazy, right? Um, like I think the world's better off without them, but I don't think that like necessarily justifies the fact that the government has the the ability to end his life. Um, this is like... I don't know if you guys like just want to share your initial thoughts and like sort of where you stand or if you don't have necessarily a clear opinion on that. Yeah, I definitely feel like in my case, I don't have a clear opinion on it. I'm sort of wishy-washy when it comes to the death penalty. I think if something really horrible happened to my family, um, I would not want the person who committed those crimes to receive the death penalty like I wouldn't seek that out against them I would rather them have life in prison um and I think that's just my perception of maybe how bad prison is to me I almost feel like serving life in prison is worse than dying maybe that's just me being morbid or whatever but at least if you're dead you're not suffering in prison I don't know Maybe that's a little extreme, but that's sort of how I see it. Um, And I understand the viewpoint in that people who commit these very serious crimes should face serious consequences. I think the other part of me also sees that for the most part, at least nowadays, um, if you are sentenced to the death penalty and they execute you as they have executed a couple people this past week, um, it's being done through lethal injections, which, and maybe this is just my own personal opinion, um, but I think a lot of people are against the death penalty because as part of the Constitution, you cannot suffer cruel or unusual punishment by the government. But maybe, and this is just me, maybe through getting a lethal injection, I don't view that as the criminal suffering as much as the victims often suffered. Um, It's actually a pretty, in my opinion, a pretty mellow way to go out. Um, Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I do feel like it's a bit barbaric that the government is killing people uh, or executing people. Um, So that's kind of where I'm conflicted about it. And I think the other point is a lot of times there are people who are wrongly convicted of crimes. Right. Um, so there is a possibility that you could be wrongly convicted. 
and executed. Um, so I think that's sort of my worry, but I, I don't really feel strongly for or against it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's why I was kind of curious to see what your guys' opinions were on it. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I don't feel like I, I articulated my points well, but. Nope. All good. Um, I think I pretty much um, am in a similar position where I just don't kind of have super clear opinions on it because I do think a lot of times, as Jen brought up, um, it can unfairly or disproportionately be um, executed when it's uh, people of color or who are poor or who have mental illness. And that's where I think it can be a problem. But at the same time, I do think what it comes down to me is more about um, respect for human life. And when there was is such a strong disrespect for human life. So I was like thinking about the Golden State Killer and how he is somebody who, this sounds bad, but he's like somebody I would feel comfortable with getting the death penalty because right. what he did was so horrendous and so disrespectful to human life mm-hmm. um and then it also comes down to me um the chance for remorse and redemption and people who express remorse um and show that they have an opportunity to not totally redeem themselves because i think there are some crimes that you just can't redeem but like if you kill one person, you probably shouldn't get the death penalty because maybe that person's family would disagree. But mm-hmm. it's just like the extreme of the Golden State Killer is like so obvious to me that that is just like so inhumane and he does not deserve to live versus like other cases. Um, so that's where I feel like I kind of have a complicated view on it because I'm not like totally against it, but I'm definitely not for it. Right. And I think it should be like to say it should be used sparingly is like an understatement. Like it should be used so sparingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I'm not necessarily like for totally getting rid of it altogether. It just would depend on the situation. But I also agree that dying is easier and living can be harder and people suffering for years in prison might be more um a better fit punishment for their crimes yeah yeah i i agree with those opinions as well i think what gets tough is you know we're saying using it sparingly where is the line drawn where somebody could face the death penalty i'm not sure if that's clear um, I also haven't looked into this probably as thoroughly as I have wanted to, but at least in reading the most recent executions of people who are on death row, it does seem like they committed pretty heinous crimes. Um, but I don't know where that line is drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's sort of my issue is like, I think the world is better off with the without these people but i don't know that we or not like we or like the government or whatever has the ability or should have the ability 
to decide that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's, I think it's, comp- for me, it's complicated. Yeah. I don't know. I see yeah. what you're saying. There's also that argument, like the government shouldn't be playing God. Um, so they right. shouldn't be the ones to decide who lives and who dies. Yeah. So I get that argument as well. I think also the something about like the lethal injection, I don't know that it's, it's kind of, there seems, like, I've heard and I've read a couple of things where it's, like, it's not, I mean, I don't know that there is, like, a, this is, like, a weird sentence, but I don't know there's, like, a perfect way to, like, execute someone because, like, yeah. the lethal injection is not always, it doesn't always work and it can take yeah. a long time. Like, because it's, like, because it's a series of drugs. It's not just, like, one, one mm-hmm. shot and that's it. There's, like, a, a, a paralytic and then the actual... Uh, like the the actual lethal part of the injection, um. So it th- there's like some like debate as to like, okay, if it's taking ten fifteen minutes to kill this person, like is that not cruel and unusual if it's taking that long and it's not supposed to take that long? Um, hmm. but you're not gonna do like an electric chair. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> So I feel like it is, like, the best, (laughs) the least cruel and unusual. Exactly. And maybe this is me being a horrible person. But to me, them suffering 10 or 15 minutes is typically not comparable to the suffering that their victims faced. Right. Um, So I'm like, you (laughs) you could deal with, like, 10 or 15 minutes of dying. And maybe that's that's a little bit of suffering that you will face compared to um, the crimes you committed. Yeah, I brought up earlier um, the Golden State Killer, um, and I was reading a bit about why the prosecutors didn't pursue the death penalty for him, and actually one of the biggest reasons they didn't is because he only agreed to admit to committing all the murders and kidnappings and rapes because they weren't going to pursue the death penalty. Um, and they pro- like they promised him, we'll only pursue a life sentence as long as you admit to all these things you did. And that just kind of pissed me off because he's like saying, like, I don't want to die. And I'm like, neither did all those people that you tortured right. and murdered. And that kind of makes me a little mad that he's like so scared of dying but has no problem hurting all these people and like that's an understatement hurting like what he did was so horrendous um so that was the only thing where like i kind of like i agree with what you're saying jen like he could do a little suffering because (laughs) what he did was so horrible it's not fair he kind of gets not that life in prison is the easy way out but i guess to him that looked better than getting the death penalty Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Problematic views. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Um, Jackie, I know you pulled up a couple of stats as well, saying that fifty-six uh, percent of Americans are in favor of the death penalty, forty-two opposed, um, but sixty percent say that life imprisonment is a better punishment. So I think even the public is a little torn on this subject. And you know, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording the podcast. But in my opinion, it's not necessarily something that's very, like, conservative to 
be in favor of the death penalty. Right. It definitely is a bit more of like a conservative view. Um, but I think the public is kind of wishy-washy about it too. And is not totally sure about how they feel. Definitely a complex and complicated subject. Yeah. I also think that it's sort of interesting that this administration is now allowing the executions to go forward or that they're happening under this administration um and sort of what i mean i don't know that it like i don't know that i i'm not trying to like make like any kind of like any i'm not trying to make like any connection or like make any tie necessarily um but i don't know like I think that it's fair to say that we'll probably see these executions continued. We haven't seen an execution since 03. So even Bush, you know, there hadn't been an execution in the last several years of, of his term. And then obviously there were none under President Obama. So I think this is something that we're going to see happen. And I, I wonder, I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, these have all happened. And I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Two of them happened in Indiana, and then one of them happened in Arkansas. So those are fairly conservative states. I mean, Mike Pence is... Or Iowa. Oh, wait. No, I think the guy, one of the guys was from Iowa, but they happened... I know one happened in Indiana, another one mm-hmm. happened in Arkansas, and then I couldn't figure out the, where the second one actually happened. I was trying to... Like, all of the news articles were just saying that, okay, the fir- this first person was executed, and then there was another article that was saying that the U.S. just executed its third... Um, prisoner so I couldn't quite I know one of the offenders was originally from Iowa and then I guess whatever crime he committed was in Indiana Um, I mean Um, those I thought it was something about like it was the first I could be I could be wrong about the the first one was definitely in Indiana that I know I'm not I'm not clear about the others and I mean yeah, it was. Oh, well, the crime was committed in Iowa. So it said the first since he was the first since 1963 to be put to death for a crime committed in Iowa. Okay, so it must have been. It would be Iowa. Then. So I think it was Iowa. Yeah. So, I mean, at least Indiana and Arkansas are fairly conservative. Obviously, Mike Pence is from Indiana. <laughs> um, Boy. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know that. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, lots of states have abolished the death penalty as well. Not a majority of states, but plenty of them. So I don't think you're going to see them necessarily happen in like many blue states. So I think that's kind of um, something that you sort of see like in the next, or that's something interesting to note. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's complicated, and I do. I mean, I do think. I mean, I guess. I mean, that's sort of what I'm. I'm constantly back and forth about. I'm like, oh, I don't. Like, I don't, like, the, the, if you look at, like, a list of countries in the world that execute people, it's, like, the U.S., Saudi Arabia, Mm -hmm. China, like, it's not a great list to be on. So then you think, okay, like, the U.S. is, it, it's, like, the U.S. is not necessarily in great company uh, when it comes to, you know, other countries that also execute. So it's, like, obviously, you know, countries certainly in Europe and throughout Latin America and through most of Asia, like, you know, they don't execute people. So what does that say about the US and sort of our our views on punishment and the fact that most people in this country 
um, and not necessarily dependent on any kind of party line, um, do mm-hmm. favor the death penalty. So that's why I, I go back and forth about that. I'm like, yes, I don't know that we should be able to execute people, but then also, you know, the crimes that people commit are really heinous, but I think that's something that might be kind of a little more uniquely American and sort of that viewpoint, like, oh, the crime might justify the punishment where I don't know that you necessarily see that so much. And I also think in the U.S., like, well, this is maybe not fair to say, but I think like the U.S., well, the U.S. has more homicides and at least like gun death and a lot of violence than other countries. So that's what I was going to say. Think, right. There's a reason we're on that. Yeah, list. I think the U.S., like, even though like we're like a relatively safe country, I think there is we have there's a different relationship in the U.S. with violence, right? Right. Um, than you see elsewhere. So I think that also has to do with it and. Yeah, I don't know. And I think part of the reason why we struggle so much with for or against, not just us, but us as a country, for or against the death penalty um, is partially because we do think of ourselves as advanced and superior Mm -hmm. and above certain things. Um, And then when such horrendous crimes happen, we grapple with how to confront such atrocities. Um, and I think that's why people are so back and forth, because we like to think we're higher than thou, but we have so many clear um, violations of humanity present in our society. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why we are very split on the decision and why even sitting here with you guys, we're not clear on how to confront these crimes mm-hmm. yeah so we solved nothing yeah in conclusion <laughs> i don't really death know penalty, idk yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the quote of the week death penalty yeah. idk <laughs> i've been going back and forth about this for years ever since i oh, seriously I considered sort of this this Law. yeah or like this form yeah this form of punishment i have no i can't make yeah. it in my mind i don't know that i ever will yeah it had me thinking about sorry this is like a detour but it also had me thinking about assisted suicide and like people's yeah. conflicting thoughts on that yeah and i guess like similar to what you were saying kira and i mentioned this earlier i almost view life in prison as worse than dying and suffering like the duration of your life potentially isolated in prison and i i just don't believe prison is a a great place to be like i i would if i were sentenced to life in prison i probably would rather commit suicide what's your crime girl (laughs) sorry i should stop making jokes (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like i would probably rather die than go to prison Mm. but maybe i view death as more a Death better option to me. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd rather. That's a probably internal struggle I don't wanna... I should solve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think about the doctors that are involved with all of that because I believe a doctor yeah. has to administer the lethal injection. There was I, I saw this a couple of years ago about I can't and I I also so I saw this a couple of years ago, so I don't remember which date, I don't remember the doctor's name, but I do remember this doctor that 
did actually um, like uh, administer the lethal injection. And this this guy like would always get hate mail and would always get like death threats and all these crazy things Mm. because he did administer administer them. But then if a doctor, if a medical professional isn't present to administer it, then you would certainly have botched executions that would definitely fall under lethal injection or uh, that would definitely fall under like cruel and unusual punishment because I don't think you can necessarily trust. Not that there would be incompetent, but like someone that works for the prison to understand medicine and how to administer it so then and then the same thing right. with with assisted suicide um yeah, yeah i know. think um i've also seen a lot of pharma companies have not wanted to be involved in the lethal injection process completely understand that but i think i think about you know if a doctor has to administer the lethal injection their privacy should be respected um i don't think anybody necessarily wants to do that but right gotta do what you gotta do (laughs) um so i feel like their privacy should be respected but if it's a pharma company that's involved they should be put on blast just saying because i think people have (laughs) the right to know if they are against like very strongly against capital punishment they should know um i mean i guess you're not always um you're not always able to choose which pharma company you're getting your medicine from but yeah you don't want to support those companies if that's well they don't want to be blatantly responsible for lethal injections but are okay with getting people hooked on opioids oh yeah i mean big Big pharma Pharma. is like that's a whole (laughs) can of worms (laughs) yeah (laughs) not the best industry definitely some shady things going on there um but in the context of this conversation i think if you're a pharma company who is involved in capital punishment, um, that is something that should be publicly known. Mm-hmm. But if you're a doctor, your privacy should be respected, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think we've, uh, we, yeah, nice. we sort of, <laughs> we kind of went a little bit off on the tangent, but that's fine. I think it was interesting. I don't know if we have much else to say. We did this. We were able to talk about it longer than anticipated. As per usual, we always have more to say than we <laughs> think we do initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. See what sort of happens in the news. There may be more. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to be thinking about it. I think my thoughts and opinions definitely could change. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think this is uh, kind of interesting to think about. I don't know if you want to spend some time reflecting about this, anyone who's listening. Um, but I think it was important that we had this conversation because it is something that's happening and is affecting people. Um, so, yeah. I don't know how to pivot again. Going to make a really hard pivot into our hot takes this week. <laughs> a little, We need a little brevity, a little lightness. So, Kira, if you uh, want to tell us what you've been thinking about this week, what your hot takes are. Sure. Yeah, I don't have um, a lot, but there is a new show on Netflix called Indian Matchmaking. Oh, it's a show. And I kind of binged it, yeah. Ooh. Um, I haven't seen it all, but I binged quite a few episodes. I love that. Um, is it like arranged marriages yeah. and whatnot? Pretty much. They don't call it arranged marriage in India. They just call it marriage. 
And then the other marriage <laughs> is love marriage. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, Kira's on a roll today with the, with the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's really interesting because I don't think it's arranged marriage in the way that we traditionally think of arranged marriage. Like, they are getting um, match made, but are able to say, like, turn down a match mm-hmm. if they go on a date and it doesn't work out. Um, but once they do find a match that works after a few, date, a few dates, um, marriage does come quickly after that. So in that sense, it's kind of arranged. They're not dating for a long period of time before moving forward with marriage. But all the people on the show are older Mm -hmm. for the most part. Some of them might still be young. Um, But at least the women were a bit older, had careers, um, and just because they were so invested in their careers, didn't have um, time to find a partner. Right. And it follows this matchmaker both in India and in America. I was going to say, where is it based? Um, yeah, it's, wow. it's both. So she's based in uh, Mumbai, I think. But she flies to America and helps um, some people here. It's just very interesting. interesting. Like, just not something part of our culture. But I was low-key, like, I would like to be I was going to say, it, yeah. it seems <laughs> like, if, obviously, if... It's well both, done. Like, she does a good job. Yeah, obviously, in this case... Everyone is consenting. Everyone is an adult. You know, you're, this just seems sort of convenient. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And everyone is serious about finding a partner for the most part. Some of them aren't or like they think they're ready, but they're not actually ready. Um, But because they're pursuing a matchmaker, you know that they're like really actually serious and having a committed relationship. Um, Unlike The Bachelor. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And also she like... I don't know. I just feel like her criteria for she tries to like also life coach them in a sense and be like, you want all this stuff, but like you have to make compromises. Like you need to look deep and see what's wrong with yourself Mm. (laughs) rather than demanding all this stuff from somebody else and be willing to make the compromise of marriage. I just I think it was I really enjoyed the show um, and I recommend it. Wow. I'm (laughs) definitely going to watch it. I'm currently yeah, watching good. Queer Eye, but after I'm done with that, yes. I'm also watching Gilmore Girls. But oh yeah, you know, I need like a lighter <laughs> show. Not that Gilmore Girls is heavy, but I need like a sideshow almost. So yeah, that sounds like a good sideshow for me to watch. It is. I'm interested. Yeah. I also was thinking about. Um, so my dad manages a lot of people that live in India, so a lot of them have had arranged marriages. Um, mm. And he's like, you know, it's, it doesn't sound like a bad idea, Jen. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I mean, maybe, but also no. <laughs> and at the start of the episode, they have a couple for like a minute or two. Come on, that's been married for like 30, 40 years. That was an arranged marriage. And they're like also happy and in love. And it worked out so well for them. Good. And I'm like, this is great. Like, let's all get. Yeah. That's cute. Let's all get arranged yeah. marriages. <laughs> I mean, I like to think that whoever my parents would select for me wouldn't be too far off from somebody that I would consider myself. Right. At least that's my hope. Maybe a nice doctor would be nice. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, I would agree. <laughs> a little McDreamy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's interesting. it. That's all for me. Thanks for the wreck. You're welcome. Yeah. So, Jen, uh, any hot takes? You've always got good stuff. I do. Um, I briefly just wanted to mention, I believe it was the day that our episode came out last week, 
But just wanted to give an update on the Naya Rivera situation. Um, obviously very sad, very tragic, but um, I'm happy that they were able to find her body. Um, also a little freaky that she was found the same day that, or the on the anniversary of uh, Corey Monteith's passing. Yeah, that 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 kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, a little freaky. Yeah. Um, so obviously sending her family, especially her son, lots of love. And just thinking about them through this time. Um, but just wanted to give a quick update on that. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, and in Jackie's words, hard pivot. But um, <laughs> just want to talk about The Bachelorette. I actually just kind of thought about this when we were talking about the Indian matchmaking show. Um, but Bachelorette is starting to film again, which is a little crazy to think about because I believe they're filming in California. Um but everybody is getting tested for COVID before they come on the show. And I think they're going to be regularly testing them um, and they're never leaving the resort. So that will be definitely an interesting season. Uh, they released, I believe it was 42 potential contestants for Claire season online. I definitely looked through all of them. I will say <laughs> they made a concerted effort to cast older, but I still feel like the age group is skewed pretty young Mm -hmm. because even 10 years I don't know if I would ever date someone 10 years younger than me and that's it's hard for me to say that right now because I'm 24 that would be 14 14, and that would literally be like (laughs) high key illegal not inappropriate statutory right yeah absolutely (laughs) but I can't even imagine being a 39 year old woman dating somebody who is 30 um But I'm interested to see how the season will play out. And I think everybody really just wants and needs a season where people are actually looking for love and are serious about looking for love um, and don't have ulterior motives. So TBD, how all that will play out. It'll definitely be uh, a bachelorette season, unlike any other, as Chris Harrison Mm -hmm. would say. So, um, yeah, (laughs) excited for Claire. (laughs) You know, when you first brought that up, I was like, ugh, what idiots filming The Bachelorette right now? And then I was like, actually, I could use The Bachelorette. I need some content. I need to take my mind off of everything. We all need it so bad. I've been watching the GOAT episodes, like the greatest of all time episodes. Mm. Um, First of all, I've just been so annoyed with the way they've like been handling it. I feel like they're cutting out like some of the key parts of it. Um, like I watched Caitlin Bristow's recap and they didn't even show her engagement to Sean, which was ridiculous. Mm. I know they're not together anymore, but how do you not show that? <laughs> um, and then they're just bringing people who have previously been on like the bachelor or the bachelorette on for little like uh, video chats, but it's not always people from that season. Like they had Cassie on, uh, two weeks ago and they were trying to get her to, like, talk about her breakup with Colton, and she didn't talk about it. And it kind of caused a little tiff on Instagram, but... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we need some Bachelor, Bachelorette in our lives. Yeah, I need some content. Yeah. Well, it should be interesting, because I feel like they might experience a little bit of cabin fever being stuck in the resort the whole time. So I think that could the certainly drama. add... Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. The drama, I think, will be good. Yeah, um, I yeah. also think because they're all in the same space, it'll probably be easier for them to find out about things. You know what I'm mm. saying? Um, but I don't know. I don't know how big this resort is. Um, I don't know if it's like as big as the Paradise situation is. I don't know if they're just stuck up in the mansion. 
I guess we'll find out. But it will be an interesting season. It'll be like unlike any other, which I'm excited for. <laughs> Do you want to host the show? Yeah. You know what? If Chris Harrison is looking for I, I will like gladly take over. <laughs> it's a great job, honestly. Yeah. You just get to travel. You get paid so much to yeah, just sort of manic. Like everybody just stand loves there. Chris Harrison, even though yeah. he's annoying. Like everybody loves him because yeah. he like pops up in the funniest moments. I feel like, and. <laughs> He's just everyone's therapist, and he's like, "I'm just gonna use this against you, Beb. Like, yeah. you're telling me all <laughs> like this a dirt." Sword with yeah, the, the producers. But yeah, like Chris Harrison just pops in at the end. He's like, "This is the final rose," and everybody's like, "Thank you, Chris. We can count." But yeah, <laughs> we love him. Thank you, Chris. We can count. Daddy Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh lordy. Anywho, Yikes. Jackie, hot takes for the week. Yeah, I just okay. What's up with this cake thing that we're seeing it's on Instagram so <laughs> and Twitter? Like the it's like a toilet roll, but then it's a cake when they cut into it, yeah. and then it's like a fried chicken sandwich, but it's a cake. <laughs> I don't yeah, get what's it's like going everything on. Everything is cake, and I'm everything is cake, and I'm really confused, fascinated at the same time. It's very. It takes a lot of talent. I'm not mm-hmm. dissing the talent. However, I just don't get how this started, and I'm kind yeah. of, cons- it feels like I'm watching an episode of Black Mirror, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, Jackie, just to give you a brief history lesson on the cake memes, uh, so it all started from this video that was posted on Tasty, where I think it was a Turkish baker had created all of these things that looked like the actual thing but then when you cut it open it was cake so including a toilet paper roll including crocs things like that so and <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah so it kind of started this thing on the internet where people were like maybe everything is cake and i cut my roommate open but turns out he's not cake <laughs> um but yeah i've been sending <laughs> oh my, my brother and he says they're not funny but i think they're funny so i'm gonna continue sending them. <laughs> <laughs> do it I have, like, a guilty pleasure for watching, like, those mesmerizing food things, such as cake and, like, people decorating cookies and stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's something that I wouldn't normally, like, be into, but I'm into. It's, like, a satisfying thing. I feel that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a weird part of the internet, and my favorite thing is weird parts of the internet, so... I'm, I'm into it. I'm here for the cake memes. I just thought it really just, like, took... It blew mm-hmm. up overnight, really. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Um, so with that, that's really all I have for my riveting hot takes this week. I think it is time for our uh, Shiro's and Heroes of the Week. So, Jen, I will let you take it sure, away first. Sure, happy to share. Um, I feel like my Heroes and Shiro's of the Week are not living up to what your guys' heroes and sheroes are. But um, I did want to mention that Viola Davis is on the cover of Vanity Fair. And the cover was shot by a black photographer whose name is Dario Studio. I don't know what his last name is, but that's his Instagram handle. Um, And that was the first time that a black photographer has ever shot the cover of Vanity Fair. So I'm really annoyed that it took this long to happen, but I guess we're moving in the right direction. Right. So shout out to Dario and shout out to Viola Davis for being awesome and continuing to shed light on black beauty. That's all. Amazing. 
Wonderful. Yeah, it definitely took too long, but I'm glad it happened. But I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous that it took this long. Um, yeah, Kira, any uh, shears or hears this week? Um, I don't know if you guys saw that video of Chris Evans, who is personally my favorite Hollywood Chris, but he just continues to rise agree. above all True. the other Hollywood Chrises. Um, but I don't know if you saw the video of him, uh, that little boy who protected his younger sister from getting attacked by a dog, um, and thus got attacked himself. And Chris sent him, um, a very nice, as Captain America, a very nice video telling him that he is such a true hero. Um, I just, I just want like shout out to the young boy, but also I just think Chris Evans is the best. <laughs> um, so that's why I had included him. And then also just in terms of my favorite people to follow lately, I just love following Benny Drama on Instagram. And this week he did this a little skit. He basically does little skits where he impersonates celebrities. And this week he was Kim Kardashian as the first lady. And it's just, it was so good. And I just love him. And if you're not following him on Instagram, you should, because he's amazing. Um, yeah, it was really, he's just, him as Chris Jenner too, just like he kills it. Um, Chris Jenner is always killing it. Always killing it. Um, and a hard pivot, I'll let Jackie take it away, but a hard pivot to uh, the John Lewis news that I think we all wanted to talk about. Yeah, so um, just, I believe this happened early this morning, so we're recording on Saturday. Um, unfortunately, Representative John Lewis um, passed away. Uh, he was a civil rights leader and later a representative from the state of Georgia. Um, he was extremely influential, um, during the civil rights movement, worked along Martin Luther King, um, images of him being beaten at Selma during the march in Selma there, um, were incredibly famous. It was announced on December 29th of last year that he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. And unfortunately, um, he lost that battle and he passed away. Um, just, I think it's so important that we honor his memory, remember his life, take a moment to reflect about the sacrifices that he made, um, for his community, for this country. Um, and we just want to honor him and thank him for, um, his selfless work. So unfortunately, um, you know, he will be missed, but I think, you know, his legacy and his life will be remembered. Um, so yeah, it's really all. Um, unfortunately, I also feel like I didn't know enough about him until I was sort of reading up on him this morning. Um, so I'm happy that I, you know, took some time to do that. And I feel like as we, like these sheroes and heroes this week and this, these other topics, they sort of have provide us an opportunity to learn more about people that I don't, that at least for me, like I didn't necessarily know that much about. Um, so yeah, mm. we appreciate his work and um, he'll be missed. So yeah, um, I think it is time. We're at that portion of the program for our retakes. I don't know if we have any. Mm-hmm. I think uh, last good, week's episode always. was fantastic. <laughs> I'm a star. Yeah. So yeah, I think with that, it is uh, time to wrap things up. We want to thank you all so much for joining us this week. It was wonderful to have you. And we will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.
Ciao. Bye.